sex talk. Derek and Miley. Cause sexuality is tough. And okay, sex just isn't good enough. No. Sex talk with Derek and Miley. Hey folks, welcome to Sex Talk with Erica Miley. Erica Miley here. I am just, I'm I'm so tickled today because we're going to talk about something that's tough that I hear from my clients all the time. We're going to talk online dating with Dahlia Karnofsky, who is- Good online. job. I, I, you know, this, it's, it's a great last name. Thank you. She's a dating coach for, and she has an amazing podcast called Not Your Therapist Podcast. So I felt like a therapist and the Not Your Therapist Podcast should, should talk. Like that's- I agree. I think we both need to get our thoughts together <laughs> as a therapist and a non-therapist. <laughs> so we're going to just like dive straight in because I know this is something I hear from my clients who are actively dating. They are using the apps, all the apps from all over the place, and they're using them from lot for lots of different types of reasons. But I do hear, I mean, of course, we both hear complaints, of course. So I do want to talk a little bit about the difference between how people see dating versus what is actually happening in reality. So the fantasy versus reality. So like, what are you hearing from people and and how do you help them kind of distinguish the difference between the two? So I'm just a big believer in nothing is real until you've met the person in person. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know there are very rare stories of people, you know, who had these years long online relationships then met and were in love. And that's great. And I think that's great. However, it works for you. But what I find with a lot of my clients, and I'm sure you do too, is they'll have these ongoing conversations with someone on Bumble or Tinder, even Instagram, where they see someone that's a friend of their friends. Or I, and I encourage them, you know, if you see someone cute, it's friends with your friends, reach out, go for it. Don't drag on the conversation for days and weeks and whatever. Get to the date. Get to the date. I say have four or five exchanges with the person. Make sure they're not a serial killer as much as you can. And then, or just make sure you have, you know, something in common, some sort of rapport, and then get to the date. I think people get way too attached to the idea of a person, either based on their social media or based on just the conversations they're having. And I used to online date when I was single and there'd be people that I'd have great conversations with online and then we'd meet in person and they were a total dud. We had nothing to say or vice versa. They'd be really boring online because they're not a big texter, messenger, whatever. Meet in person. They're great. They're funny, hilarious. Good thing I didn't judge them based on the conversation we were having. So we cultivate these online personas and they're not who we are. They're our personal branding. We're all our own businesses at this point. So you really can't judge someone by like what their Instagram is, what their social is, or even the conversations they're having. I mean, to be totally transparent, I swipe for some of my clients and I have conversations for them. So people could be having a conversation with me for all they know. So you got to get to the date because otherwise it's just not real. And I think it also makes people really attached to the idea of someone. And then let's say that date doesn't end up happening or they go on one date and it doesn't work out. Then they're devastated. Then they're like, but this was all my hopes and dreams are riding on this. And I'm like, you can't put your hopes and dreams on an online conversation. You just can't. Oh, 
Oh, yes. All of the things. <laughs> Sometimes when we're on these podcasts, I wish somebody was just like bullet pointing things because I feel like this, we need a court stenographer in here. That was amazing. I mean, seriously, <laughs> the, the thing that I hear from my clients all the time is that they have these, these, like you described, these long drawn out conversations online. And more than anything, I'm telling them, pick up the damn phone. Yeah. You need to to talk to a person because we already really screw up our perspectives of someone, even in person. Our brain makes shit up. Mm -hmm. Totally. So imagine how judgmental we are sitting on our couch. I mean, I tell a lot of my clients, like if it starts to go on and they're trying to have these more in-depth conversations with you, just say, I'm not a big texter. I'm not on these apps a lot. What do you say we get a drink and continue this conversation there? Like, just get to the point. You don't have to worry about who does it. Someone has to do it. Get there. Also, I've been finding this a lot lately that my clients will start to date someone. They'll go on a couple dates or one date or whatever, or maybe they haven't even gone on a date yet. They'll start following each other on Instagram. And I'm like, don't do that. Even if they start following you because your profile's public, politely ask them to unfollow you and just say, I'd prefer we'd get to know each other in real life first before we're part of each other's digital lives. Because I do think that can lead to awkwardness if it doesn't work out and the person's still following you and you're like, why are they watching my stories? But they don't text me. Like it's this whole other world that is not real. And I just think that shouldn't really be broached until you're like truly dating someone. Absolutely. We tell ourselves these stories, even once we're dating someone, stories about little tiny bits of behavior, just absolutely like we are looking for so much data in between the lines of text messages, like stories, all of things that are actually telling us absolute zero. Nothing, nothing. And we do this naturally. So I want to tell everybody out there like, you are not alone in this. And the reason we're doing this is because. More than 80% of our communication when we're in front of each other is nonverbal. That is why we're looking for these things. We're constantly looking for more data to understand each other. But the reality is, online, at least those likes and things don't tell you shit. That's not data. And I, you know, I'll even get clients that are like, he hasn't texted me, but this girl started following him. I think he's seeing this girl. And I'm like, this is too much information for anyone to have. Or like, how come he can watch my story, but he can't text me back? Or how come? And I'm like, sometimes I leave my freaking phone open and it's watching everybody's stories and I'm no, no, nowhere near it. Like we, this is not real life. Like, and so I just think until you're secure in your relationship, there's no reason to have, as you said, this extra channel of information that really isn't information at all. It's just confusion. And ultimately tortures yourself. Totally. Totally. People love it. And it's like, he's not texting me. Let me go stalk his thing to figure out why. And it's like, you're not figuring out why. Just deal with the person. Deal with the person in front of you. I do think it does. It is related to that ultimate, complete fear that we have of being vulnerable with one another being fundamentally, I mean, uh, authenticity as a word is uh, kind of out in the world right now, but still it's, it is something we are absolutely scared of. So when we actually have to do it in front of a person, it can be very, very overwhelming and we don't quite know what to do. And it feels like we have a lot on the line. Totally. And I think that's why like a good way to even start doing that is I think the conversation about if someone like follows you on your social and you've been on one date or two dates or no dates, 
to start with your vulnerability of, hey, would you mind not following me? Because I would rather we get to know each other for real. For Like that in itself is an ask and an ask is vulnerable, but it immediately sets the tone of like, I'm going to be honest about what I need and I'm going to communicate about it. And that puts the other person at ease. Because like, wow, if she wants something or he wants something, they're going to tell me. So I don't need to worry that they're not telling me. And I think it's just like a great way to start off. So you know, the more you can be honest and upfront and make requests like that based on your own comfort levels, I think you're setting yourself up for success. I hope you all are getting the pads of paper out and, and getting some, taking some notes because Dahlia's dropping some gold for you all. You know, I try. Ready. Be ready. (laughs) (laughs) You're not even ready. (laughs) What do you think is some of these, the most common errors from when they're out here on these apps, what are the things they're doing wrong? Well, I think a big part of it, like we said, is having these long drawn out conversations without just getting to the date and trying to figure out a lot about a person before getting on a date. Like, are they ready for a relationship? I don't know because I, they're one of their pictures, their bed is unmade, so they might not be ready. And I'm like, dude, First of all, dudes don't know how to take pictures. They don't know how to curate a profile. They are not professionals at this. And here's the reality. Yeah, we are all listening to the murder podcasts and playing detective in our head, but we need to not do that in our dating life. Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) We need to be assuming the best, obviously doing it in a safe, smart way. But I think, you know, women are very good, generally speaking, gender-wise, women are good at curating their profiles but then men are like, they don't actually look like their picture. Men are terrible at curating their profiles. So a lot of very respectable, great men go unnoticed because they had a picture of an unmade bed. So all of the decisions need to stop being made based off of a few senses and a few photos. Like it's just not, it's not real. So I encourage people a lot to swipe as if they've had three shots of tequila. Woo wee. Yes. (laughs) Because I'm like, if you had three shots of tequila at a bar, would you not talk to every single person there and probably make out with them? You would. Right? Well, and how do we, before online dating, we had so much less information. Right. And that was better because how often do people end up together who are perfect on paper? Almost never. People end up together based on chemistry, timing, alchemy. We don't know. Location location, being in the right place at the right time. So like trying to vet really based off of no information or falsified information or curated information, it's just futile. It's pointless. So you just need to have your mental three tequila shots, start swiping yes on way more people than you normally would, not overanalyzing and see who actually gets to the date and go on the date and then you can make your decisions. Yes. Absolutely. Social psychologists before before the advent of online dating, they had studied this for, for a long time, like who we actually ended up with. And it was really someone within a quarter mile of your life that you live every day. Wow. So it, that's not that large of an area. If you think about where you go every day and how you spend your time every day, that is not a huge pool of people. And I think the So one of the things that happens in online dating a lot is the pool becomes so large, it becomes overwhelming for our brain that just has not evolved that much, as much as we think it has. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So other errors, other big things, you're just like, stop doing this. Well, I think that everyone at this point is kind of coming from a very negative place and coming from a like expecting to be disappointed, ghosted, hurt. And to an extent, I can understand that, but you really have to try and reset that when you're online dating and just assume you're going to go have an experience. You're going to go get to know a person you wouldn't have otherwise met. They may or may not be your husband or wife, but you're going to go have a good time. People on their profiles a lot like to say, not looking for pen pals or like, don't even talk to me if you have a selfie with a cat or like whatever. People love to put these restrictive, negative requirements all over. And you're just communicating that you're expecting to be disappointed and that you have been disappointed. And we've all been disappointed. But your online profile should be positive, upbeat, and specific. It should be, here are some very, very specific things I like. Not like, I like getting cocktails with my friends. But like, I love a spicy mezcal margarita at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. You know, like- (laughs) I love it. You want details. You want visceral, sensory details that will make someone go, that sounds like fun. Or like, I can imagine what an afternoon with this person would be. Or that gives me a specific image in my mind and I want to go have that experience. You know, it's very similar to like a restaurant review or something like it's the details that are going to get someone in the door being general. I like fun yoga and people is like, okay, so does everybody. You don't call out to anyone specific. And also as far as pictures go, I say as few filters as possible because people know it's a filter and then they wonder why you're filtering, you know, one or two shots with friends is fine. Not too many, not all with friends. Stop sticking your tongues out. You know, you have a tongue, you know, just look friendly, look fun, have a clear picture that shows you really are. It's better to have two clear pictures than five pictures that I can barely see you or you've filtered yourself to death. I think you just want to approach all of it as if you are talking to a friend or, you know, when you go on a date, it should be as if you're coming into a conversation with a friend, not as if you're sitting down to figure out if this person's going to be your life partner or not. Because we just don't know. And it takes time to be able to see someone in context. Online dating, one of the problems that I think is that there's no context. Like when you meet someone in your workplace, at your school, through friends, you have a context for them. So even though there may be things about them that on paper you're not into, the context they're in makes you like them. So with online dating, we have to give someone the chance to be in some sort of context. And that takes more than one date. Oh my gosh. I'm just going to keep saying absolutely because I just feel like this is... I, the things that I hear from my clients, you you are you are ringing all of the bells. One of the things Dr. Emily Nagoski talks a lot about in her book "Come as You Are." It's all about like the science of sexuality. But one of the things that she's found through her research is that many female-identified people need to understand their sexy context, and I don't think that just a profile is going to do that for most most people. And so 
you need to be able to see a person in a context and be able to understand like, okay, this, this person I'm seeing in front of me is real. This is the reality of their life. This is the reality of mine. And we can actually have a conversation about those things. And that could absolutely lead to more sex. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You have to feel the chemistry. It's like pictures don't actually give you an accurate portrayal. Like think of all the times you've dated someone that Probably if you saw pictures of them, you would have been like, meh, but you met them in a context or you knew them at a party or whatever. You could smell their pheromones and feel their chemistry and all that. And you're super attracted to them. So my main goal is just everyone get off your phone, like be on your phone to get the date and then get off your phone and into real life. That's the only way. And once you get into real life, keep in mind that most people are not good at first dates. So most people are going to be awkward nervous, shy, not totally themselves. If they don't do anything offensive or disgusting, go on another date. Give them time to relax and be themselves and see them in different situations. Do something by the second or third date that is not just sitting and drinking and looking at each other. And really see who this person is and allow yourself time to build attraction in the same way that you would if you worked with someone or met someone some other way that was not on an app. I really think that we spend so much time dreaming about what this life should look like. And when you have to actually face another person, it can feel very scary, right? So I think that, I think that ultimately when we start to really admit what holds us back from getting off the phone and getting into a date is that that vulnerability and having to actually face that. And also I was going to say, you know, that needs to be on a shirt. That's there's your merch right there. Like get on the phone to find the date, get off the phone and get in the date. That, I mean, yeah. real, seriously. Yeah. That you're right. We should make mugs <laughs> or phone holders, phone cases. Yes, People need to, they need to get in real life. It's also, you know, like you said, it's very scary to be vulnerable or to potentially be rejected. And so it's much easier to sit on your couch and reject people left, right, and center than to go on a date and potentially be rejected there. But Or even get those dopamine hits from those 30 comments. Yeah, for the likes, for the matches, from the they liked me. That's cool. Go for it. But then turn them into reality. Imagine the dopamine hit of making out with someone. Mm -hmm. That's a dopamine hit. Hello. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's what we want. You can't make out with your phone. Quick break from the action, folks. Ah, Action. (laughs) I just want to tell you about my Patreon. Every week, I bring you guests and seriously, lots of sex nerdery. Help me keep doing that by becoming a supporter. What do you get in return? Cool perks. For real. I am going to be doing shout outs, stickers, a bunch of stuff. So check it out at ericamiley.com forward slash Patreon. That's E-R-I-K-A-M-I-L-E-Y.com forward slash Patreon. I hope to see you and see more of you by becoming a Patreon. Thanks, guys. When it comes to the probably the biggest complaint that I hear from people, and I promise you folks, by the end of this this episode, we will have talked about the good stuff. <laughs> but I hear people from my folks, they're exhausted by it. They're tired. 
They don't want to do it. They, they want to flip the table over and they just, just keep saying, Erica, I'm so damn tired. I want to delete all the apps. So you got any like words of wisdom to like keep them on the apps and keep them praying? So that's basically my main goal as a coach is I call myself a tough love cheerleader, but my goal is to keep people in the game because if you're not in the game, you can't win the game. So I think of it almost as if I actually had a personal trainer on my podcast last week. And we talked about how it's a very similar thing, what he does and what I do, which is People don't expect to have a good body if they aren't going to the gym. However, you also can't go to the gym two hours a day, five days a week for two weeks and then stop completely and then go back. It's all about lifestyle change and sustainability and doing it in a way that works for you. So with my clients, you know, if I can tell they're getting burnt out or tired, I'll say, why don't you take a full weekend break. Just for the weekend, don't delete the apps. Don't go on them. No swiping, no going for the dopamine hit. Because it's also the fact that it's this kind of idle, mindless, checking it just like you check Facebook or Instagram. It's like, I think it should be intentional. I think you should give yourself a time limit and you should stick to it. And you should give yourself like, I'm going to do three days a week, half an hour. Are you hearing this folks? She just gave you gold. Like get the paper out again. Why did you put it away? (laughs) (laughs) But figuring out kind of a schedule for yourself where you're like, I can't go past it. So I'm not going to fall down a deep, dark rabbit hole, but I'm also not allowed to delete everything. Because I think that is exhausting when you're like, okay, I'm ready to date. I'm going to install three apps. I'm going to go hard on, I'm going to 14 dates. Oh God, now I'm burnt out. I hate this. I hate this. Delete everything. Goodbye. Yes. It's like pulling a muscle when you go to the squat rack. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. You just got to be doing your squats every day, consistently, regularly. I'm going to do half an hour. Or if this works better for you, I'm going to get one online date a week. I'm just going to get one date a week. Once I've gotten my date for the week, I'm allowed to not be on the apps. But stop having it be kind of an idle attention filler kind of thing and be intentional about it. And then I also say, you know, if you get sick of it and you need a break, that's fine. But I think of it as if, you had your own business and let's say a client canceled, you would have to make up that money some way. So if you're not going to swipe all weekend, you have to give your number out to one person in real life. Or if you're not going to swipe all weekend, you have to go out with friends, take new pictures for your profile and tell all your friends to set you up with their friends. Like you have to figure out how to make your money back. Same thing goes, I say, if because this happens, you have a date planned and the person flakes or ghosts or disappears or whatever. You're not going on the date anymore. Make the money back some way. Okay. I'm not going on a date. I'm going to swipe for an hour tonight and get another date. Or I'm not going on the date. I'm going to take myself out for a date and give my number to someone at the bar. Whatever it is, make up for it. Yes. Y'all, this is free right here. I'm just saying she charges for this. Just I do. get it together. And- <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, the point is staying in it and like not allowing yourself to give up. If you were looking for a new job, you wouldn't give up because you got tired. You would need a new job. If you were trying to get a better body, hopefully you're not going to stop going to the gym because you get tired. So it's the same frame of mind. You just have to figure out a sustainable way for you. And if you feel like you're getting burnt out, take some recharge time, but don't completely 
you know, delete everything and swear off dating for the next month, stick with it. Yes. And so essentially eat your dating vegetables. Yes. And your vegetables and they'll eventually turn into dessert. That's right. <laughs> Again, mugs. We're just going to print them. Okay. I promised y'all we'd get to the good stuff. So good stuff. Good stuff. Got some online dating success stories for us. Well, I recently heard a statistic from a couple years ago, so I can only assume it's better now, that a third of marriages that happened like two years ago or something came from online dating. So it does work. Definitely does work. I mean, I have a lot of friends who have gotten into relationships from online dating. So that's just, yes, is the answer. It does work. It is the way of now. You do have to stick with it. My own relationship did not come from online dating, but when I was online dating, I was going on six dates a week. I was enjoying the crap out of it because I was just like, this is the me show. Like, let me just put on my outfit and go meet someone new who's going to love me. Like, you just have to go in for entertainment, for fun, to meet a new person, to get a makeout. You have to think of it not as a means to an end, but as a process. I tell my clients sometimes, like, imagine you have to go on a thousand dates before you're going to meet your person. So just think of each date as a step closer, you know, and that's all they are. They're one of your thousand. That's great. And maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't, but you just, you have to find a way to enjoy it. So I think making it fun for yourself, making it a game is a good idea, but there are, there's just a ton of success stories. Like there's no question about it. It's the main way that people meet now. I did meet my boyfriend through a blind date which could be even scarier than online because we didn't even look at pictures of each other. We didn't do any Google stalking, nothing. It was just because I was out there and I was telling anyone who would listen, like, I'm dating and I'm having a great time. Set me up with anyone you want. I wasn't like, I'm dating and I'm miserable and I hate it. Please save me from this horrible nightmare escape. (laughs) I was like, set me up with your friends. I want to go on a fun date. I want to get a makeout. And they'd be like, well, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to like them. And I'm like, don't worry about if I'm going to like them. Just send me. Like, I'm just going to go have an experience. And that makes people so, want to do it. To more people, do you yeah. make the pool actually bigger? Not yes. imagining that it's bigger. Yes, yes. And I, I, I mean, I have, I have many clients who have met successfully um, and found people to connect with, even if it was a short period of time. They enjoy fundamentally enjoy the experience. One, but two, also expose themselves to people that they would have never ever been exposed to otherwise. And that if so, if we were going by the old science in that quarter mile of your life, you may not have met some of the people that you might meet online. So that does become a a option and making things a little bit more at least novel and more yeah yeah it's fun. You're gonna meet someone different that you you know you meet someone who's like. I'm a marine biologist. And then you can be like, wow, I'm going to spend an evening finding out about marine biology. What's that like? Sure, I might not marry this person, but whatever. I'm going to talk about marine biology and then I'm going to make it make out with me. It's going to be great. That's great. (laughs) Great. That's fun. I do have a friend who met her boyfriend through Bumble and she used to have a rule. She was on there for maybe two years and she had a rule that before she would agree to a date with someone, she would have a 10-minute FaceTime. And I think she's just a very efficient person. And so she was like, I don't have two hours to waste to show up at the bar and already know I'm not interested. Now, to that, I say, you know, you should never decide you're not interested within the first five minutes, but sometimes we do know. So if it helps you, 
she would do FaceTime. Sometimes she would do phone. She preferred FaceTime because she could really see what they really look like, get a feel for their body language and their chemistry. She did meet her boyfriend that way. He agreed to the FaceTime. And then, you know, it just allowed her to make time for more people and to not feel like she was burning herself out and using all her energy to go on these dates. So if you're someone who's feeling burned out, I think that is another good way to go of either a phone call or a FaceTime. Just see if we have chemistry, see if we hit it off. I, you know, I coached a woman who had a phone call with a guy, got really bored, was not a good conversation, still for some reason agreed to the date. And I was like, you don't have to go. You, if that's going to burn you out and make you tired, you already had the conversation. Just tell him no. So she did. And he was like, I felt the same way. Thanks so much for saying that. Great. Yeah. yeah that, that's something that I think I, I want to express to everyone. And I know this is this is the crossover between the, the not your therapist and the therapist is okay to say no. It's okay to be clear. And, and people are not psychic and they would rather you be that. They would rather you be honest and say, hey, I'm not feeling this. Thank you for the time. I appreciated meeting you in person. But it's also okay to say I'm not interested anymore rather than ghosting. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm on a one woman crusade against ghosting of just like, we need to be grownups and know that it's okay to be honest. Someone would so much rather get the closure and just tell them how you feel than to be like, well, they disappeared. I don't know. It makes you feel like nothing, like you're worth nothing. So I think that's important. I think when you're on a date, if there's something the person can do to make you more comfortable or make you happy or make you feel better, whatever it is, speak up about that too. Like I had a client who was like, he kept making this weird extended eye contact and it made me feel weird. And I was like, did you tell him? She was like, what? And I was like, you could just say like, hey, you, I noticed you make really strong eye contact. Like, is that a choice or what, what is that? That's unusual. You know, like you can call out what you're feeling and be honest and clear and straightforward. And the person can either handle it or they can't, but at least you're not sitting there, sitting on your hands and being miserable. I want dates to be fun. So whatever it takes. Oh, you're just a joy. How do people find you in the world? Well, I have a podcast called Not Your Therapist and our Instagram is not <laughs> Thank you. It's I'm very not a professional therapist like you are, but I do have some thoughts and people can find it Not Your Therapist podcast on Instagram. If people would like to work with me or just send me questions for the podcast because I do anonymously answer listener questions, that would be Not Your Therapist podcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram Not Your Therapist podcast. I have a website, it's my full name.com. My name is hard to spell. So I say not your therapist podcast at gmail.com is the way to go if you want to contact me and talk. That's awesome. And thank you so much for being here. All of that will be in the show notes, folks. Stick to Instagram. That is how we found each other. Because guess what? Instagram is great for connecting people. It's great for connecting people. Especially as podcasters. Like that. But look, even we actually took the time to meet in person exactly. as much as we could. You know what we, I mean? We are looking at each other face to face. That's right. This is how I've made so many new friends. Face yes. to face through video chat, interviewing amazing people. Y'all find her on Instagram. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. And folks, for thanks for sticking around to the end. We will see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening, folks. Please rate and review on iTunes. It helps this podcast get found. If you leave a five-star review, let me know about it on any social media, and I'll shout you out on the podcast. You can find my website at ericamiley.com. 
You can find me on Facebook, the gram, and Twitter. See y'all next time.